Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wild Enrichment Podcast, a podcast about zoos, aquariums, animal enrichment, and everything in between. I'm your host, Kyle Benton-Jones, zookeeper, animal lover, enrichment builder, and creator of wildenrichment.com. This is the Wild Enrichment Podcast. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Wild Enrichment Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about a topic... Uh, you know, it's a little different than what we usually talk about, but something that I think is super important. Uh, you know, I, I, I think after writing so many articles and thinking about uh, animal welfare, uh, behavioral husbandry, um, all the things that go into taking care of animals as we do now, I think one of the conclusions that you can come to is that animal welfare and human welfare are very much intertwined and when human welfare you know starts to uh, suffer then animal welfare usually follows suit you know if if you're unhappy at work it's it's very hard to focus on you know making the lives of the animals that you're working with happy as well so today we're going to be focusing on burnout Um, you know this is a topic that comes up more and more every single year it seems like uh, there is some evidence to to support that as well um, but you know every I feel like every time I go on social media uh, particularly in the sort of zoo um, communities and stuff that I'm part of posts around um, you know burnouts are becoming super popular you know people asking how to deal with burnout uh, what do you think about burnouts uh, compassion fatigue um, those kind of things are you know coming up a whole lot and I don't really remember seeing them uh, beforehand so uh, especially pre-pandemic anyway so uh, I think it's something that is worth talking about I recently wrote an article uh, about this that you can uh, check out if you like this podcast and uh, want to learn more uh, do some further reading and and whatnot it's called learn to soar uh, dealing with burnout in the animal care industry um, so I'm not going to be reading the article for the podcast uh, but I am going to be sort of talking about some of the stuff that I went over uh, during this uh, this article so um, yeah a little bit different than normal but I think something that's equally as important of what we usually talk about. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think burnout, especially in this industry, uh, is something that is, is you know, definitely common, but, uh, you know, we, we are in an empathy-driven profession. You know, it's one that we really need to uh, create um, empathy toward the animals that we work with and uh, really make sure that we're uh, connecting with them and a lot of the time uh, you know we we don't just get to switch off and stop thinking about an animal or you know it's Friday you can just mail it in and answer a couple emails and go home kind of thing that's not really a reality for a lot of the people in the animal care profession Um, and one of the reasons why I think burnout is uh, you know and compassion fatigue seem to be very uh, common in this industry and uh, I'm not going to go too much into compassion fatigue because it's something that I don't really know a whole lot about um, there's lots of people that have written some very good articles on it so I'd um, 
implore you to check those out as well. But uh, it's definitely a word that I'm going to be using in this uh, because it, it does sort of uh, define a lot of what we're talking about. Um, you know, it's essentially a burnout that is coming from, uh, you know, too much compassion and not really being able to switch off, which is what we're talking about here. Um, I, I re- and because we're in this empathy-driven prof- profession and we're sort of prone to these uh, sort of feelings, I think it's really important to figure out ways to deal with it, uh, you know, and overcome it and bounce back quickly um, from when you're feeling this way, uh, because uh, that's what I think is going to really separate a career that is, uh, you know, maybe uh, going downhill a little quicker than it should be and uh, versus a career that's, uh, you know, full of good challenges and uh, you know, good stresses and, um, you know, one that's going to be more fulfilling. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, also probably more um, effective. So I think learning to deal with these things will also make you a better zookeeper, which is, uh, you know, something that's uh, very important. So I started my um, Learn to Soar burnout article by talking about vultures, because uh, you know, as, as well as it being a good hook for a lot of my animal-focused uh, readers, um, I, I, I sort of drew a lot of parallels between the way vultures soar, um, and, and fl- which is the way they fly, essentially, uh, and uh, burnout and, you know, how, how our sort of mental state changes. Um, you know, as many of you know, vultures soar using thermals, and they don't really... Uh, basically a big rushes of warm air coming from the ground uh, as it warms and this creates uh, these sort of thermal wind gusts that go upward and allow the vultures to uh, just have their wings spread and soaring and almost floating over the uh, the landscape as opposed to you know flapping their wings uh, like a lot of other birds do Uh, they can sit on these thermals for hours and hours at a time and uh, you know kind of float between them and uh, really not have to flap their wings a whole lot at all. Um, and why I sort of brought that up is because, uh, you know, I, I really think burnout to a certain extent is is somewhat normal, you know? I think uh, there's a lot of factors that go into it besides just uh, work-related factors, you know? there's uh, You're obviously caring for these animals, uh, and you take pride in your performance and uh you know you want the best for your animals but you also have you know your life outside work there's good and bad stresses coming from outside work i know for me i just purchased a house a a year ago and i've I've been doing a ton of uh, renovations and fixing it up and dealing with all sorts of different things and that's been a um both a good and bad stress and that's something that that is that is good and that's part of life so I, i really think that certain phases of feeling more burned out than others is completely normal and you know how you deal with it is what makes your career great and and why i was talking about vultures is because i i think that you know when you're feeling this burnout and this over being overworked you're you're really flapping your wings hard and when you're not feeling these things and you're feeling uh, super motivated and great at work that's when you're really catching those thermals you know so I really think focusing on what your thermals are and what those are going to be for you is really what's going to help you uh, get out of these burnout periods, 
um, you know, bounce back and get on with your uh, work life and your your life outside of work. Um, start, you know, getting back into that sort of positive mental state. And, and really, uh, as opposed to, I'm sort of a project-based thinker, you know, and that's how I've sort of always structured my career, um, really focusing on um, the sort of projects that I'm passionate about and the things that I really want to learn more about or that I'm working on the majority of the time, as opposed to um, focusing on, you know, zookeeping as that project or as the job that I'm doing. Uh, because I think, um, you know, zookeeping in its nature is relatively routine based and thinking about that over the long term, uh, I don't find very productive because I think of like, oh, how am I going to be, you know, cleaning this pen in 20 years kind of thing, right? I, I think it's a lot easier to get fall down that rabbit hole when you're thinking of uh, your job as a whole and having to do it for, you know, X amount of years or or uh, whatever it is. So I, I prefer to focus on projects. You know, sometimes um, you're working on a specific training project, an enrichment project, uh, maybe, you know, how you're structuring um, keepers. Like if you're in a management position, you know, uh, different policies and different things that you're passionate about. Focusing on those things um, are for me at least, those are my, those are my thermals, you know, and then the time in between projects that I'm, you know, maybe an area that I'm not very passionate about, um, is sort of where I fall into that, um, burnout category and where I start to uh, sort of feel that way is when I'm in between. I, I, if there's a lot of stuff that I'm very excited with at work, um, those aren't the times that I'm feeling burnout. I can work, you know, twice as hard and, uh, a lot of these topics can be taking up a, a lot more mental space, um, but I'm not really feeling that burnout because um, they're projects that I'm really passionate about and they're sort of the thermals uh, that are really keeping me up there. And then viewing those sort of burnout periods as flapping your wings, but you know, only to get to the next thermal is really how I sort of try to structure my mental state going into uh, work over the long term. Um, so that's sort of why I started this article talking about vultures and why I thought it was a useful uh, category. So, uh, you know, learning to soar, learning, uh, you know, to catch those thermals, learning to focus on what you're passionate about and really, um, you know, develop and uh, nurture those things so you can stay in that state for longer and, uh, you know, recover back to that state uh, when you get into those burnout periods. Um, so... Another thing that we do as, as um, animal care professionals is we do, you know, welfare assessments of the animal. You know, we look at their environments and how they're using them and uh, the enrichment that they're using, the training that they're undergoing, uh, all the things that go into, uh, you know, the domains of animal welfare and all those things. But, you know, and, and we, we're very good at, um, you know, at least when these are done well, they're very good at picking up those areas that the animal welfare, um, you know, might be going downhill or there might be areas of concern. And then we sort of make an action plan to address them and, uh, you know, really try to mitigate uh, behaviors that we don't like or, uh, you know, natural behaviors that we want to see more or, you know, all sorts of things like that. So, but we very rarely do that in our work lives and for our lives. You know, we, we do all these things uh, for the animals, but then 
you know, for, for example, a stereotypic behavior, you know, and in the case of us, it's generally not uh, like a harmful behavior or necessarily a stereotypic behavior, but looking at the behaviors in your life that aren't, aren't serving you and that don't really serve a purpose and that are, you know, maybe, um, you know, not serving us in our lives. Uh, we, we, quite often, we don't really do anything about those, those behaviors in our own lives, you know, and, and, you know, the, the, the examples that I used, um, you know, negative comments said in the workplace, oh, so-and-so does this and that, and, you know, gossiping and, uh, you know, sitting, everybody's done it and, and it's, and it's okay to a certain extent, but, you know, when you're sitting down with your team and you're complaining about certain things and going on and on and on, and then you come out with a very bad headspace. And, and those are, those are behaviors, uh, that aren't serving you in any way. And they're definitely not serving your team. So, uh, looking at those things, you know, what am I doing in my work day that is not contributing to my happiness in the workplace and, you know, making me further away from those thermals or, uh, you know, affecting my productivity. Um, all, all those things are something that you should, uh, you know, look at in your workplace and in your day-to-day life uh, in the workplace if you are sort of experiencing that burnout because I think uh, that's uh, super important. The, the next thing that I think um, is super important is uh, talking about uh, teams in general and, and teamwork uh, because, um, you know, for me at least, I would vastly prefer to work with a great team than to work with, uh, you know, an animal uh, that I've say I've always wanted to work with my entire life. Like I would, I would rather work with animals that I'm, you know, not as keen about, but have a great team, uh, in that area, uh, than vice versa, because, I, these are people that you're going to be around sometimes more than your spouse, you know, depending on scheduling and on, and all that stuff. These are people that you're going to be around eight hours a day, uh, 40 hours a week at minimum. Um, so you really have to, teamwork is definitely an area that can really turn to uh, burnout very, very quickly. So as I've always t- already talked about, uh, you know, look at those negative behaviors that are happening um, in your team. Because a lot of the time these teams are small teams. You know, if you have a team of four people and one person is being super negative, uh, or really bring everything down. Like that's 25% of your team that is very negative. And that's a huge percentage and, and can definitely, at least for me, can really, really affect, uh, you know, my mental state and um, my tendency toward burnout. So, you know, looking at those negative behaviors, like counting down the hours or, you know, talking about how much Mondays suck. I know it's fun, but like these things, they put you in that mental state of, you're already setting yourself up for failure if you're starting to talk about those things. You know, railing against management all the time. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, everybody's just trying to do their best. You know, talking behind people's back, uh, always complaining about those things. At you know, people are people are doing what they what they know best at the end of the day, a lot of the time, and trying their best. So having that sort of mindset and talking about these things with your team every single day, day in day out, are just not something that's that's beneficial and you know being passive aggressive with people um just just general poor teamwork uh is really going to affect uh your mental state and 
um, definitely lead to burnout, at least for me. So, um, you know, so, some things you can do about this, because I get it, it's hard when you're just one person in a, you know, team of four, five, six, eight, however many people it is. But, you know, trying to lead up the chain of command and, and try to set a good, a good example. If you stop gossiping and stop those negative behaviors tomorrow, it, it'll make an immediate impact in your team. I, I, I can guarantee it, especially if you're in a, one of those small teams. Because, you know, if, if that one person in your team is always doing these things, that's 25% of your team. And then if, you know, you stop doing these things, that's 25% of your team that isn't doing these things. So uh, getting those, you know, other team members sort of on board can really, really make a huge difference. At the end of the day, you're going to want to be on the sort of quote unquote side of um, positivity of, you know, being productive, of being a better zookeeper. And, uh, you know, doing all those sort of negative behaviors is not how you get there. So I always try to think of, uh, you know, especially if you're dealing with uh, seasonal zookeepers or people that are in an earlier stage of their career as you, I always try to think of the keeper that you would want uh, when you were in their shoes. You know, uh, if you have, be that person that's super helpful for seasonal staff and for, you know, volunteers and, and, and for public, uh, be the person that really, really is passionate about their job that doesn't really engage in that negative gossip. Um, that's not passive aggressive. That's a good leader. You know, doing all those things, making that change in these small teams is going to have a huge impact right away. Uh, and that's what I think is one of the easiest ways um, for you to sort of stop that team-driven burnout and uh, have a positive impact and complete. And sometimes this can kind of completely change the trajectory of a team. Uh, so. Uh, really wanting your team as a whole to win, not not holding you know individual people accountable, like really focusing on your whole team and wanting them to win, wanting them to be happy, you know, wanting to have positive welfare for not only the animals that you're working with but for your entire team is going to have a huge um, impact on burnout in your team and how great they perform. Another tool that I think is uh, super useful for avoiding burnout in the workplace uh, that we already do for our animals is the practice of looking at an activity budget, uh, an animal's activity budget. And, uh, you know, what that is, is sort of getting an idea of what the animal, how the animal's spending its day, like what activities is it, is it undertaking throughout the day? Um, and how, what's a day, what's a day in the life of, you know, this lion uh, look like day in, day out? Uh, and then sort of adjusting your goals based on that. I, I think that's a super useful practice to do for yourself um, because as I said, you know, a lot of the time burnout's coming from work, but work is definitely not, um, you know, your entire life and there's a lot of time outside of work. Um, so figuring out how you're spending your time outside of work can be, uh, you know, very eye-opening for how uh, you are getting to these sort of states of burnout because if you are going to work, going home thinking about work, going to sleep and sort of thinking about work while you're trying to sleep um, and not having anything other than that, uh, that is definitely your work lot your work how, how work is going for you is going to have a you know a much more pronounced effect on you. If you're in a 
burnout period or you're, you're you know you're flapping your wings hard at work uh, if all you do is work um, that's going to have a huge impact on you and you are going to be you know going toward burnout before you know it uh, whereas if you are you know adjusting your behaviors outside work to do some stuff that gets you you know away from that sort of mental state where you're constantly thinking about work uh, doing some things that you're passionate about that don't have anything to do with work um are are super important to you know keep your brain fresh and and getting distracted from everything else you know for and and i think the culture a lot of the time today really focuses on trying to make things always productive you know your hobbies you got to monetize those and you got to do this and that but i think also having doing some things that serve absolutely no purpose um and that aren't viewed as productive uh, is super important. Uh, you know, for, for me that that's definitely video games. Um, you know, this completely not serving anybody, but just for my own enjoyment. Um, another thing, uh, I have a bunch of hobbies, but you know, working out uh, year round is definitely a great way to take my mind off of work. Um, you know, being active and, uh, you know, figuring out different things that you can do to, to get your mind off of work, uh, and to sort of, uh, reset yourself can be huge for uh, avoiding and dealing with burnout. So those are sort of my uh, a couple things that I was thinking about when writing this article and things that I wanted to talk a little bit more about. Again, uh, you know, burnout is inevitable in my opinion. I, I think everybody feels it. Um, it just comes with stresses throughout life. But you know, this is it, it's about learning how to be resilient toward that and bouncing back, uh, you know, going from a state of flapping your wings and working hard to going back to that thermal um, and getting things that you're passionate about in front of you and focusing on those kind of things is is what's going to make you um, happy at work, productive at work and uh, outside of work as well. So um, yeah, I hope some of that was useful and, um, you know, I hope you, if you are experiencing burnout, you bounce back from it. Um, there are ways, and uh, I hope you find them. So thanks a lot for listening to episode 23 of the Wild Enrichment Podcast. Uh, if you want um, to find more, uh, you can check out the pages. As I just said, we have uh, 22 uh, episodes on a lot of different uh, enrichment-focused um, uh, animal welfare uh, topics. So uh, if you want to check that out, I also am on Instagram, Facebook, at uh, Wild Enrichment. And of course, uh, wildenrichment.com. You can find all my articles and uh, links to everything there. So uh, thanks again for listening and until next time. Wild Enrichment is independently owned and claims no affiliation to any zoo, aquarium, or other animal care institutions. All of the information and opinions communicated through this podcast, wildenrichment.com, and affiliated social media accounts are based on my own opinions and experiences and are not in any way reflective of the opinions of my employers past or present. Thank you.